Otto could glimpse tomato stains clinging to the limousine's finish, souvenirs from the Zurich crowds protesting her visit. I apologize for the hour and whatever appointments I've kept you from. Are you married, Herr Spiri? No, signora. You do not love women? Perhaps too much, signora. If you cannot love one woman, then you can love nothing. Wise advice, signora. The marriage between my husband and I is the light of my nation. Her bosom swelled under cashmere, and he wondered if it was my husband or my nation that did it. She sat back, crossed her legs, and took a cigarette from her purse. Otto struck his lighter and held it across the desk. She placed the cigarette in her mouth, bent forward, and as the flame licked the end, turned the shaft between red lips and allowed her eyes to rest an instant on his. Our standard procedure, signora, is to issue you a completely private account number. With this, I would like a key. Signora, one key, nothing more. It is usual to have an authorization list of who may have access to the box. It provides security against... No list, just a single key. The key, only the key, is my authorization. It will, however be a very special key. All our keys at Credit Spurry are special, signora. I am quite sure, but this key is already made. It is manufactured to such a temperance that if a false one is placed in the lock, it will disintegrate instantly. I am not sure I am aware of such a lock. It too has already been made and will be installed in the box. An outside lock? No security list? I'm afraid such an arrangement is unprecedented. She took a breath from her cigarette and rested her elbow on the chair's armrest, cocking the smoldering end off the side of her cheek. Of course. What a woman, with her harlot lips and shop-girl swagger, the heat of an absolute confidence that dried his eyes. A woman who'd come to a country that despised her, waded through seething crowds and splashing fruit, all to sit in the city's oldest bank at midnight and calmly wait for what she wanted, turning the cigarette between moist lips. And the contest was over before she ever walked in, over the day she was born. Such an arrangement is probably against Swiss banking law. I'm sure. I'd be putting myself personally at risk. He watched as his words were dismembered and eaten by smoke. Yes. And he thought of her in bed, imagined that focus pounding itself down on him. As if divining his thoughts, she leaned forward. I will deal only with you, Herr Spurry. There will be no statements sent to me. If I need information, I will contact you alone. My name will be on no records. There will be only our friendship, our understanding, and the key, for which I will pay handsomely, also to you. Why should I do this? Because you are a young man in an old man's bank, a young man with dreams of a different future. I would like to be part of that future. Smiling from a place unmapped, she handed back the sheaf of government deposit forms, blank. If I may view my deposit box now, Hesperi? And he lingered, jealous of the moment, listening to the rustling of her stockings, then stood with proper Spurry formality. This way, Signora Perron, please. 
Her limo driver brought in the leather cases, nearly a dozen, and in private, Evita and he transferred the contents to their new home and sealed it all with a custom locking mechanism carried in a shiny aluminum attaché. Otto knew he would never tell his father or the bank that the box was Ava Perone's. He printed up the single sheet with a number and laid it in her warm palm. She left then, and he had waited for her return. There followed hand-delivered notes, short, fragrant sentences. But Ava Perone herself never appeared again. In five years she was dead, and the box remained untouched, and he grew older, coming to the vault sometimes, sitting there, thinking of it and her. Her legacy had plenty of company. There was a room full of midnights, tax evaders, gangsters, Nazis, many dead, like her, their reeking fortunes marooned under the devil's quilt of secrecy that was...